Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. It has been said that if you can count the number of friends you have on one hand, you are a very fortunate person. But did you know that per a scientific psychological study, there was an actual physical number that a person can realistically handle when it comes to associates or friends or people they're close to. And, and that's only when we compartmentalize our friends. Listen to this. Per the BBC, and according to British anthropologist Robin Dunbar, the magic number for friends is 150. That's a lot of people. But... Let's see how that translates. Uh, Mr. Dunbar became convinced that there was a ratio between brain sizes and group sizes. Uh, He concluded that the size relative to the body of the neocortex, which is the part of the brain associated with cognition and language, is linked to the size of a cohesive social group. This ratio limits how much complexity a social system can actually handle. And the end result, the average person can only handle 150 meaningful relationships. But notice how that's broken down because 150 people close to you seems like a lot of people. And I'm sure it probably does for most people listening to this podcast. But of this number, realize this, according to the research, only five people out of the 150 would be considered legitimate loved ones. So that makes a little bit more sense. And then there would be 15 that you would consider good friends, close friends. Then maybe within the 50, after that, you might say that, well, these are people I like, I'm friendly with. And then the rest of the 150, we could call, I guess, meaningful contacts. After this, the the next best things are just acquaintances and just people that we may recognize in our lives. We may say hi to or whatever the case may be but they're not really tight friends or or families. Let's explore these possibilities. Those top five people you love are the ones that there's no question in your mind that they love you. No exceptions. Uh, The 15 after that, we would consider good friends that love us, but maybe not sacrifice for us or give up their time for us, just like that top five. And to be honest, vice versa. So how can we illustrate this in popular culture? Well, I thought that we were gonna get really, really deep and intellectual here. So you may wanna write this down because I don't think your brain power is gonna be able to wrap around this illustration. Let's use Leave It to Beaver. 
Now, the Beavs' top five would probably include Ward, his dad, June, his mom, and Wally, his brother. Now, the deeper you go into the show, you remember there was an old man named Gus who was at the fire station who was played by the amazing actor Burt Mustin. Well, he was the old pal that the Beave went to when he needed real advice. So he looked up to Gus, and Gus was a real friend to him. So Gus would be top 15 for the Beave for sure, maybe even top five. But the rest of his top 15 would probably just be his buddies. They were his friends, but by no means to a family degree. So, so yes, Larry, Gilbert, Whitey, top 15. Then came the 50 that he thought were okay, but he wouldn't necessarily go to an ice cream parlor with or go frog catching with. These would be like, for example, his teachers, Miss Landers and Miss Canfield. Even though he had a crush on at least one of these teachers, I don't think he would have put them in the same category as his good friends or his family. So you see how this works when you break it down? Yes, we can have 150 people in our lives that are meaningful contacts, but you still have your top, your top five and your top 15. And that's usually what most of us can handle. Now, if that was not intellectually stimulating enough for you, I say we, we do one more example. Let's dive into, in my opinion, one of the best television series ever made by humans what's happening now this is interesting you have raj right roger thomas i would say for example roger thomas easily filled his top five and even expanded it it wasn't just his mom and his sister in the top five because they were family but Dwayne and rerun and shoot even shirley we're all either literally family or like literally family to him. What's interesting, though, is that I would say his father, who left the family when he was small and came back later, I'm thinking he's more like top 50. So even the waitress at the soda shop probably took more precedence over his father. Dude, I'd even put the Doobie Brothers, Jeff Skunk Baxter, Keith Knutson, Patrick Simmons, Tyran Porter, Michael McDonald, all of those people would probably be above his dad, Bill Thomas, on the Raj list. Even like Mrs. Collins. And hey, you want some irony? This podcast and its episode is about Dunbar's number and who threatened and forced rerun to bootleg the Doobie Brothers concert at the high school? Yep, Al Dunbar. Coincidence? I'm afraid not. Psychology Today gives us an article that tells us what friendship means to most, and they narrow it down to these five main things. It says this. It says, although everyone may have their own individual definition of what friendship should be, a few common themes of what friendship entails were revealed in a recent study. 
I don't know if these are in any particular order, but here's number one. It says, friendships are considered to exist when pleasure is taken in the company of another. When being with someone becomes a duty rather than a preference, friendships begin to wane. Number two, the construct of friendship implies a give and take. Now, this is not in the sense of an immediate even exchange. Rather, it just shows that it's going to flow both ways as needs arise for either of the parties. Number three, levels of friendship, commitment. These vary over a lifetime, depending on the energy required by family or other commitments at the time. However, many of the women studied believe that when crisis strikes, true friends can be counted on always to offer support, regardless of any inconvenience or challenges that come along. Number four, we engage in friendships on a voluntary basis, and we recognize that our friends are also doing the exact same thing. They're choosing to be our friend. And this strong mutual alliance was summed up clearly by one lady who said this, I feel like my circle of friends are the family that I get to, cho to choose. And number five, perhaps most importantly, Genuine friendships will flourish only if mutual respect exists between parties. Another interesting aspect to all this is when people consider, for example, online, like say Facebook or something like that, where they have opportunities to invite people to be their friend. When people have more than 150 friends on Facebook, or 150 followers on Twitter, Dunbar argues that these represent the normal outer layers of contacts or the low stakes connections, the 500 and 1500. For, for most people, it still doesn't matter. Intimacy may still just not be possible beyond 150 connections even or especially if they have like 100,000 followers on Facebook, you know, of quote or unquote friends. I love this quote. Listen to this. Dunbar says, it's extremely hard to cry on a virtual shoulder. Having a conversation isn't like a lighthouse. It's not just blinking away out there and maybe someone is listening and maybe someone is not. In this view, the non-physical, non-real-time nature of internet relationships means that they can't really challenge real-world relationships in meaningful ways. Face-to-face -face relationships with all the non-verbal information that's so critical to communication, these things remain paramount. So, Raj and Dwayne are friends this year, hypothetically instead of in the 1970s. And all their time is spent online gaming with each other. Do you think that Raj and Dwayne would have the same bond that they had when going to the soda shop together and going to parties and hanging out at each other's houses? I don't. I think the closeness would be affected for sure. It might be okay, but it wouldn't have been the same. 
I think I think that I'm going to sum this up with a quote from Roger Thomas, who wrote this, and I'm going to close with it. A boy loves his pop. A pig loves his slop. But a friend is a friend to the end. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist designed to illustrate our topic musically. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast Dunbar's Number Playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Dunbar's Number. So what are our 10 songs this time around? Well, they're very friendly. Track number one. If you haven't heard this, you need to go listen to it because it's irresistibly cool. It's a song called Happy to Make Your Acquaintance, and it's by Sammy Davis Jr. and Carmen McRae. Number two, from their Mixed Up Remix album, The Cure, with Close to Me, and it's the one called The Closest Mix. Number three, The White Stripes, with the absolutely lovely and adorable song, we're going to be friends. Number four, Brian Ferry with Let's Stick Together. Number five, Family Affair by Sly and the Family Stone. Number six, a little bit of freeform jazz from the Phil Woods Septet called Pairing Off. Number seven, from their third record, Led Zeppelin with the song Friends. Number eight, a reggae track called Inseparable by Dennis Brown. Number nine, Howard Jones with Like to Get You Know You Well. And number 10, Willie Nelson with his classic, Buddy. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Dunbar's number. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Our demographics report shows that in the United States, we have brand new listeners in, you ready? Sterling Heights, Michigan, and in Jersey City, New Jersey. Welcome, everybody, to Refresher, and especially to those that have been around for a while. We appreciate you as an audience very, very much. In fact, this show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you would like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be great. But whether you make a donation or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen to the podcast and enjoy it anytime it belongs to you. You also can visit our website as well for everything and anything refresher. My books are there as well as some refresher gear and we have our friends of the show. Where is this? Well, it is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, 
and it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a huge difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.